2: Hello and welcome to the penultimate transfer show before the window actually closes. This one is an extra show. We had planned to go Saturday morning and have a kind of a recap and have a little chit chat. We're still going to do that, me and Dave, but this is on the back of Liverpool having done a signing this evening. Ryan Gravenberch is over the line and we have lots to talk about otherwise. So let's take no more delays and welcome him back to your ears. Good evening, Dave.
3: Good evening, sir. Very good, I am. I hope you are, too. I'm speaking a bit like a Jedi, but we've got a sign in, so I'm a bit giddy, put it that way.
2: <laughs> Listen, whatever version of Yoda English you want to come up with is fine by me, mate, Um, because, like you say, there is a signing in, and it's hard not to be excited about a new footballer in whatever shape or form he takes, and it may not be the profile a lot of people were looking for, but... Um, I think I heard young Hendrik talking earlier on who's been very loud about how Grappenberg is not the right fit for us, but simply say something sensible, which I think most sensible people say, it's not that kid's fault that he's been signed by Liverpool and now we as fans, of course, because we're not idiots, we'll back him all the way and maybe he'll be an absolute world beater for us. What can you tell us about how this transpired? Because it was always the rumour that would never go away, Dave. It's been there from day freaking one. You've always said that your um, various sources were saying that Klopp and Pep Blenders really love this kid and... All of a sudden it went from being the perpetual rumor to firming up pretty solidly over the last couple of days. And then boom, old Pornstein tonight with the confirmation. Talk us through what's happened and any details you have that some people might be short on.
3: Yeah, it's uh, like you said. It we kind of mentioned, to be fair, in this pod, haven't we? That for the last few weeks there was a sense of and Birch or no one that he was the the prime target, regardless of what the the fans thought, the coaching staff, even sort of the the scouting team, the powers that be, the transfer committee, yada yada, all really wanted this kid. Whether you know you agree with it or not, type of thing. Then, like you said, Trev, last few days it drops that you know Ornstein with the big one. Followed up by Joyce for the double teamer. And then literally a couple of hours ago, wasn't it? As they say, Liverpool have agreed a fee. And Ryan Graverberts was supposed to be on his way. I mean, it literally broke about five, ten minutes ago from where we are now, Trev, that his flight's been cancelled tonight. So he's going to fly tomorrow morning type of thing to do all your formalities, etc. But the UK guys have the fee at a fixed €40 million. Interestingly though, the European reports, especially the Bundesliga big hitters like your Plettenbergs, even you know, Romano's, etc., say it's a package of forty five million euros. Not the biggest amount of difference, you know, what's five million euros between piles type of thing, but yeah, barring an absolute collapse, it looks like the fourth one is in the bag pretty much.
2: So I've got a couple of things I want to ask you there. First of all, how small time are we that Ryan Gravenberge is on a flight that is capable of being cancelled? I don't understand this. I do not understand this. Uh, surely it's a, a chartered flight. And if not, there would be another alternative for him. That's a bit odd. Anyway, put that to one side. It's not like he's sitting in Ryanair, you know what I mean? That's weird. But... uh the, that, that's, that's one take. Um, um, is this just, is this a really like a lovely little metaphor for FSG being a bit cheap? Um, but this 40 million euros plus five million in add-ons is an interesting thing. Um, I wonder what's, it has a feel of a little bit of a sweetener almost or something like that. It's an odd little detail, but not unusual, of course, in these kind of deals. Now, look, neither of us are in a position until we see how the kid plays because he's had a very sort of weird spell where he hasn't been in that team and and, and and um starting games. So we can't tell what he's going to be for us or what he's going to turn into for us. But how are you feeling about it in terms of value represented? And do you get a little bit of a sort of a, I don't know, maybe a little bit of a hinky feeling about how a 21-year-old box ticked, with a high level of appearances at that age, box ticked, in the sort of 30 to 40 million euro range that seems to be the happy place for FSG, box ticked. Does that encourage you? Because we've had a lot of success with those. Or does it make you feel a bit, uh, here we go, this is literally our ceiling.
3: In the uh, in the quieter words of St. Francis of Assisi, Trev, it's not my choice, mate, but at least it's a body in the door type of thing. <laughs> so, you know, it's a, like you said, there's a few boxes tick. You, you know, you don't even have to register as a a non-homegrown player, do you, because of his age? So that's the the advantage. And me and you probably are the same, though. It's not exactly set our world alight, but you have to trust the the main men, don't you? You have to trust Jurgen Klopp, the powers that be type of thing. And it's quite clear As Mel Reddy said, Liverpool have liked this for a while and she did an interesting sort of tweet earlier that the three players Liverpool almost had on their plan midfield-wise that were almost game-changers, as the report said at any time, were, and you may remember these names, Trev, Bellingham, Tua many, and Ryan Gravenberch. So they've got one of the three, as it were. So if the chance came up, as we know all summer, Liverpool were always going to strike and, yet it's last minute, but. Let's just roll with it. Let's back the kid and let's see what happens, eh?
2: This literally uh, all we can do as fans now is be positive about it and um, look to see what good can come from it. And I'm absolutely uh, on board that train now. And I hope he's an absolute world beater for us uh, and gives really, really good options to the manager. Um, he's not the only player being spoken about. There's a really strong uh, rumour that won't go away and it's actually emanating from a couple of Manchester City sources as well about a loan move for Calvin Phillips who, if we're all being honest, we're not daft people. We all saw the real desire to get a Chua in. We saw the desire to get Caicedo in. We're not daft. We saw the links to the Coure. It's clear we want a player in that defensive midfield profile. So it's probably not a stretch to think that there could be something to this. And maybe as a compliment to Graven Birch, it might be a very interesting move indeed. Do you think it's got any legs, this Calvin Phillips rumour?
3: It's such a weird one, Trev, because he's been name-chapped by the the patch journals, hasn't he, in many of their articles, especially over the last month or so. And like you said, a lot of the, it's a city talk. It's not, we can't lie and say it's, you know, a big name journal or anything like that, but it is a name that just won't go away. Personally, it would not surprise me at all if that's a you know a name they they've looked at I'd, you know I suspect that's well believable but I'm struggling to see it I, I really am in that regard but who knows in the last minute of the transfer window I suppose the only notable thing to really call on it is James Pierce you know tweeted and part of his report saying that Gravenberch is the final one Liverpool will be done for this window so whether you believe that or not and all the It's just difficult in it at this time. We've got to be honest. It's the easiest time to throw out a rumor of a helicopter traveling, flying, whatever, a a chain reaction deal type of thing. But I just can't see it. I've got to be honest, Trev.
2: I didn't realize Piercy had done his last bit of business of the window tweet, uh, which whatever else people think about um, the level and quality of information James has access to is a sort of phenomenon we're all too familiar with and it does tend to have a sad ring of truth about it, that puts paid very much to where I was going to go next, which was I noticed you haven't got it included in your potential incomings, maybe on the back of that hint from Piercy that uh, that's that but we did have those other ongoing defensive links the hincapié one was a strong one Um are we kind of at the stage now where we should probably temper any excitement going into the last day of the window being open? Is that disappearing as a potential move?
3: Yeah, I've I've got to be honest. There's always hope type of thing, as we say, Trev. But you're thinking now, you're looking at the time, you're looking at Thursday night. If it's not broken now, I know there's there's last minute, but this is last, last minute, isn't it? Last few seconds. So it's it's really hard to see anything now without something solid breaking in the next few hours. So, yeah, I'd put it as highly unlikely.
2: It does have that feel of highly unlikely, whereas that loan deal might be one that both clubs would want to keep quiet until the last minute. But that also feels a little bit like um, a sort of a a, a pipe dream. To be honest, Um, there is another one that I hope is a pipe dream for um, our friends in the Saudi League, specifically the credit Al-Itihad, who are very interested in going full disruptor. And throwing the idea of big, big money, uh, moves for Mo Salah, uh, out there endlessly. Uh, they won't go away. Um, again, if we're to believe like we did when, when Ornstein came out tonight to say the Gravenberg thing was real and done, he was the guy who had the story about Mo Salah. The story that will not go away and the story that probably won't go away for another fortnight, whether you like it or not. Even if I'd say Salah and, and, and Klopp came out and sang a song about how he's not going anywhere. They still wouldn't give up on the story because it creates a whole lot of clicks and interest for them. Is this losing any credibility for you if it had any to begin with?
3: This is such a weird one, Trev, and literally it was stoked again, there's no other way of putting it, by Jan Argefjortov, who sort of tweeted this morning about he thinks it's very likely that Salah leaves Anfield or Liverpool by the end of the week and people are waiting for the punchline, oh, because he's going on international duty, that type of thing. But then he followed it up with a tweet that the figures involved for the player and the club are absolutely ridiculous, so, you know, fully expects it to happen. Again, you can imagine you got a pile on Dini on Twitter and people referred back to what Jurgen Klopp said after the Newcastle game, as in, no, it's done for him, type of thing. And then he even said, like, I told you, I told you, a few tweets and articles that came out, which were the grand sum, Trev, of the Telegraph and Mike McGrath saying they're planning to make a a bid of around the $118 mark and the, the Mail had it at the same time as well. For all this planning and planning and planning, Al Itiad, for all we know, we've still not actually put the dollars on the table type of thing yet. So in short, Trev, the, the window's about to close. We are not selling Mo Salah. It just feels like, and there may well be an element of truth. Don't get me wrong as I'm saying this. I'm not, I would strongly back money. They've tried for him. They've gone hard. But it's too late. It ain't happening Jürgen said that. You've no doubt he's going to get asked it in tomorrow's press conference, but it's not as simple as that.
2: I Every inch of me hopes that you're right um, and that we don't get any hideous surprise in a negative way uh, before this Saudi Arabian window ends. Um but I think it's the most likely um, and it would be beyond daft as a move for the club um, were we to let him go at this point. I want to ask you one further one as well that you don't have here. I know this is a quick wrap-up show, but I just do want to get in. We, there was rumours we've been gazumped in terms of our uh, reasonably long interest in André what's the latest on that? I heard West Ham had sort of emerged as the current favourites to get in there ahead of us.
3: Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. There's quite a, a few sort of stories or rumours emanating that, like you said, West Ham are, are going to get ahead of us because they are quite willing to almost even do it with the basis that play your copper Libertadores, Fluminese, etc. and we'll take him in January. So, that, that'll that be an interesting one to to keep an eye on because there was even suspicion, wasn't there, with Graven Birch coming in, he doesn't take up a non-homegrown, he's being saved for Andre. But we'll find out probably in the next day or so, realistically, won't we? But it's definitely one to keep an eye on. I mean, the suggestions were that a lot of the stories, Trev, we won't do it now because we couldn't do it because we weren't keen on the release clause and we were not going to go back in in January. So maybe, just maybe, If West Ham are happy to make that concession, the player might be theirs, eh?
2: Yeah, it could be, could be. It's an interesting one. Uh, absolutely one to keep an eye on. Uh, we do have a little bit of, uh, confirmation around some outgoings. They're all loans. Which sadly means that our long desired, both of us have wanted this for the kid for a long time, our long desired, uh, hope for Nat Phillips to get a chance to reboot his career is only a partial one because he is the biggest of the names heading out on loan. Talk to us about these, uh, changes in the Liverpool setup.
3: Never, Trev, never since a Pele with broken ribs. Rocky in goal and 4-1 down against the Nazis at half time. Have we wanted an escape
2: for someone so badly?
3: <laughs> Have we ever? But it's a temporary one. Christ, the man just cannot get a 26, a permanent move. So, like you said, six months, but it's better than nothing. And it's going to be reviewed, which is an interesting one. It sounds like a half-term report almost, doesn't it? But Nat Phillips is now a temporary... Celtic player, as he were, so he'll get a chance to play in the Champions League, etc. The other ones, Billy Cometio, because obviously we've got a thousand centre-halves and different defenders, as we know, so let's just ship them all out. So he's gone to the wall location of Dunkirk. I didn't even know they had a club, to be honest, but there you go. Um, Luke Chambers, he's now got the decision to make, apparently, between Leverkusen, see if they firm up. But the strong suspicion is that Swansea are going to almost trump that and come in for him. And even in the sort of, as we start at Trev, Tyler Morton has apparently a loan offer there from Hull City. And Bobby Clark, the young midfielder, Derby have made a late loan bid, according to Neil Jones. It's almost that now and Birch set to come in, they can let those young lads go in midfield type of thing. So, yeah, it, it probably... Strikes me that there'll be quite a few loan outgoings confirmed, but just Graven Birch coming in.
2: Yeah, that does seem like the most likely wrap-up for us. Um, And whether you want to consider that underwhelming or not, whether you think that's adequate, whatever number you rate your window, we'll have all these conversations on Saturday morning for now. Let's push on, because that pretty much does it in terms of Liverpool news for the moment. Um, Of course, elsewhere, the madness continues and we start with madness central which is Chelsea Um Sweeney's getting a little bit antsy now the the, the vein in his forehead is twitching heavily because he realises his time to shine is coming to an end so you would be amazed if there wasn't a ample business being done right to the death here and with some big moves out I mean some big fees they're even getting in for the likes of Cole Palmer stuff like that they even have managed to do a bit of very sensible, decent business with Lukaku. Um, I know there's interest in Chalaba, Hudson-Odoi potentially as well, but they're not done with the incomings because Sweeney being Sweeney, there's still a really mad one left and they've got this Moscardo kid and the money that they're talking about for a 17-year-old, they walk us through this.
3: Yeah, you can, you can imagine the almost the tension, the excitement, but also the regret in Sweeney Todd as it almost feels like it's slipping away and coming to an end. But one last stroke of the hammer, you still fancy Trevon. Even now, you know, we'll be making calls that Lukaku has gone to Roma, obviously, for the £8 million loan fee, you know, a massive wage reduction, he agreed, a massive one. And also, it's a, a permanent move written in, if Roma want it for £37 million. If you think how much they spent on him, Christ, that reduction. But hey-ho. Bayern, apparently even in the, as we started the show, they had a loan offer rejected for Trevor Chalabar. So whether they come back in again to make that perm, we'll have to see. A move like you said that came from nowhere. Really, no one saw this at all. They, I mean, he's had his medical. It's pretty much set to happen. A fee around £45 million from Manchester City for Cole Palmer. Just... Another attacking wide midfielder, not the striker, but hey-ho, like we understand the strategy. Speaking of wide midfielders, like you said, Caleb Hudson-Odorne, what a talent. He was once heralded to be in the England team. Looks like he's set to go to Forrest, is a suspicion. Fascinating move, because we know the connection as well between Chelsea and Arsenal. He's confirmed by a few journos. Emile Smithrow, the Arsenal attacking midfielder, they've had an approach, not back. And like you said, you think of all the South American, all the things done with Strasbourg and all that. Moscardo, the seventeen-year-old kid at Corinthians, who he was a talent, you know. People are saying that. I can pretend I know this kid inside out, but like you said, they're talking around twenty-five million somewhere around that. Who knows what it could be? But last few hours, some crazy moves, tweeny toddlers for this shit, eh? Uh,
0: These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, Mac boxes, and games consoles. Visit LibertyShield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout.
2: He does. He does. And I just feel, you know, there will be probably at least one more, please look at me gesture by him, uh, before we talk again on Saturday. I'd be, I'd be amazed if there wasn't. Maybe, maybe splashing that cash in a, on it, on it, on on basically a child will, uh, will be enough for him in terms of a, a grandiose gesture. But to keep going, you mentioned City there, um, and the, the, Palmer thing is interesting um, very interesting uh, uh, but also they have just gone out and casually looks like they've got Mateus Nunes in as well is there anything else happening at City and, and then do of course maybe let us know what's going on with those two that I mentioned you've already t- talked about one
3: yeah absolutely so Nunes is expected to, to get done the deal's pretty much agreed it's a it's a weird one, Trev, because it's a, around the sixty million euro markers that the reports in it. But as part of the deal, they've sent one of their kids. I think it's Tommy Doyle, pretty much the other way, with some sort of obligation there to, to Wolves, who we know are skint but need bodies in. So there's almost a, a one in one out with the youngster there as well. Like you say, Cole Palmer, that that's pretty much expected to get done. And then the other thing, which all the players you thought were leaving City. And there was, you know, we Gundogan we thought would be sort of the domino effect, like here they all go. But it's expected this week that we do hear Kyle Walker, Bernardo and even others get that new contract type of thing. So, yeah, the the champions have strengthened big time and I feel a walk on league coming on pretty much. But let's see. uh,
2: It, it, it does. And again, it's the thing that we've always wanted um, to see when we were at the pinnacle was to let's really hammer home our advantage here now and solidify from a position of strength. Um, we're in a different financial model obviously and reality obviously which is why we find ourselves doing the last minute scramble um forests are also in for some last minute scrambling Um they did as we say as we said before sign all of the footballers at one point but it was quiet for them lately there is quite a bit of noise around forest and business talk us through what you've heard here
3: Crazy. Just bid for almost their entire business they did, where they signed 64 players last summer in the last week, pretty much, Trev. So, indeed, we'll wait and see what the the offer is there in that regard, if that gets accepted. Even in the last 10 minutes, pretty much as we were coming on, the, the Nuno Tavares from Arsenal, that's pretty much done around the 12 million mark. That's expected to go through tomorrow. We know about Hudson-Odoi, as we said, but even another Chelsea link, Mitzi Batshuayi, do you remember him? Striker from a long time ago that he set to to come. They're also trying to do a deal with Nico Dominguez, a sort of defensive midfielder, because that's what they seem to be in from from Bologna with Freuler going the other way and nine million quid. So difficult to know exactly what that value is in, but around the, the 20 million pound mark as well. And even today, Ramada was saying Sangare, you know, the PSV holding midfielder that a lot of clubs, even Liverpool have been linked with and they've had before. There's a suspicion they will move and trigger that clause either tonight or tomorrow. So yeah, they are leaving it super duper late, but making some moves and a half forest.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's an impressive amount of stuff that they're trying to get through there. So very much worth keeping an eye on them. Uh, Manchester United never failed to entertain us. Um, there was a rumour that Graven Birch was a target for them and he knocked them back. And of course, for some oddball Liverpool fans, that's more of a victory than us getting him, um, which it, it has always seemed odd to me. I don't, you know, I, I find Man United <laughs> to be, um, an object for, uh, for, 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 for derision, but I don't, um, particularly take any great joy out of that type of thing. Was running truth to that? Do you think the link to, um, to Graven Birch? And what are they going to do if, in fact, it was a real interest, um, in terms of replacing that, um, move and. Anything else going on there? You mentioned, I think, Kukurea as a potential last week. Is that still on the cards? Any other outgoings perhaps at this point?
3: They are almost the richest skin club in the world type of thing with the the way it's going. So I think they they did have interest in Graven Birch. There's a historical links with Ten Hag. But in simple terms, Trev, they just don't have the money. I mean, you look at the deals they're trying to do. Amrabat's pretty much been trading on his own at Fiorentina, been on strike, and obviously everyone's expecting that move to happen. The offer United have put in Trev is two million loan fee, split over two payments. So obviously Fiorentina are now saying, what are you talking about type of thing, you know, and trying to write in obligations. But I think that shows just how skin, for whatever reason, the FFP, et cetera, United are. Also, as you mentioned, there's a, there's a few others they've looked at. They looked at Huiberg at, at Tottenham Spurs, but couldn't afford that. I mean, the left back situation is absolutely hilarious because it looked like Q was going to go there. They couldn't properly afford the loan fee, Trev, that Chelsea were asking for. So they've now pivoted, and it seems quite likely they'll sign Spurs as, I think, third choice left back, Regulon. Literally, he is set now to go on loan there to to United, I mean, yeah, people will have various opinions on that. But, I mean, Henderson, they've sold Henderson, the keeper, that happened tonight, to Crystal Palace. They've raised a bit of cash there. But almost, you think we plead poverty at times, Trev, having spent a ridiculous amount of money on players they don't need, like Mason Mount, Hodgland, all these types of things... They're now fiddling in, it's almost like the bargain basement, those 99 PCDs used to get, the SO garage type of thing in it, Kukurea or Regulon. That's where Manchester United are left to. But let's be honest, we love to see it.
2: <laughs> we certainly do. Um, Fulham are kind of in the middle of, Fulham may have been a, a pivotal part of us signing Ryan Gravenberch in an odd way because, um, Bayern had targeted Polina. Um, it looks as if that move may have firmed up, which as a result may have allowed them to free Gravenbirch. Um But that won't be the only business for Fulham that outgoing, because that would imagine, um, I would imagine, be a decent fee, which they'll look to use late, late, late in the window. Are they linked with any incomings on the back of that? And what do we know about that Polina deal and, and and how close to being completed it is?
3: Yeah, from from what we've seen in the reports and the normal sort of the big Bundesliga accounts like your Plettenbergs, et etc are suggesting that it's a, almost a few million apart between the two and somewhere between sort of fifty to sixty million. It's hard to say exactly, isn't it? At this time, but we'll find out soon enough. We'll get it done. The player clearly wants it, and if you think what Liverpool were being, you know, asked for him or West Ham were touted, all those types of things seems crazy, but that's just the way it is. Fulham have also got Castagne in, fullback from Leicester, so that's done. It looked like they got Luis Acampos from Sevilla, the sort of the winger, the forward in, but he turned it down for whatever reason. And that one that's been lingering all window, Adebayaro and Eric Dier, that sort of exchange swap, you know, between the two still there. Maybe Adebayaro will end up going to Monaco, although, the, you know, the not seem to agree the fee for whatever reason. And as you mentioned, Fulham are now linked, with a host of people, as in who's going to replace Paul like Fafan has been linked at Monaco, that type of player, but even Florentino Luiz at Benfica sounds like our old targets in a way, doesn't it, type of thing, Trev? But we'll just have to see, but we will find out soon enough.
2: Nick, Spurs are trying to do a bit of business as well. And there's a kind of a crossover here with Brighton, which you can either refer to now or in the wrap-up of all the other clubs that we do next. But we know they've moved for Brennan Johnson. I don't know what stage that's at. Um Apparently, they're having a loan at Fatty, a, a look at a loan for Fatty. But I think Brighton are looking more likely there in what would be a, another great bit of business by Brighton. You just keep looking at them and going... Yeah, they really do stuff right. Um, But also, there are a couple of Spurs players who could be on their way out the door. So before we just do a final wrap-up of whatever the rest of the business is around the league, talk to us about that Spurs thing and maybe then you can segue out of that into Brighton and we'll finish our wrap-up then.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So Brennan Johnson's still the one that seems to be Spurs' main target and obviously they knew there was Brentford competition, but apparently... All the journals are saying that, you know, Johnson does want to go to Spurs. So there's a real fancy that does get done before the deadline, but never certain as we know. Fatty. Yeah. This one was Spurs were favorites for so long, but pretty much in the last sort of 24 hours, Brighton, for, however they do it, have segued in there. So there's a full expectation that gets done. If it, you know, if it's not even done by the time this pod is released type of thing, what a move for them. Also, other exits like you talked about and Dombalay. Been looking for a club, hasn't he, for ages? Bologna are supposed to be close to him. Davidson Sanchez as well, an interesting one. They've had a lot of offers for that player, but they've turned them down. They've had offers from Russia, and even today, there was, you know, the one from Rennes, the French club. But it'll be interesting to see because he's not really in Ange's plans. So you expect that one to happen, but you never know with it being so late. And then a player that was heralded for big things not that long ago, wasn't he, Trev? Jed Spence. He's now on loan. Leeds so a bit sad for the, the kid but for that level brilliant signing for, for Leeds in that regard but yeah expect some late business either way to happen with Tottenham definitely
2: and to wrap up then around the Premier League, um, Villa have uh, a, a very interesting bit of business on the cards there. Arsenal look like they're going to see at least one or two outgoings there. Everton, have they made a signing? And what about the best of the rest then? West Ham, have they, Have they? if you want to go back to that Andre thing I mentioned earlier on, and I think as well, there's a very, very good looking signing for Brentford, a player, a young player of great talent that we've been linked with So, walk us through the best of the rest, then, from starting with Villa.
3: Yeah, loads of business going down. Like you said, Villa, Coutinho, Mister Bad Back himself. So, been linked with Betis and Besiktas. Apparently, have asked Aston Villa about him, but the suggestion is that he's still expected to go to Qatar that way. Pretty much the the Lenglet move from Barcelona, the loan move, paying 75% of his wages. That's expected to to get confirmed as well. Arsenal, like you said, it's going to be interesting if they strike late, isn't it? That Balogun, gone. Tierney, temporary, gone. All eyes on Arsenal. Do they make some sort of late move that way? Everton have got a player, a player that can actually score a goal as well, now as we saw last night, didn't he? Better in from Udinese, so they've got a forward. Brighton, who've done great business, like you say, finally got... Belieber over the line, the Caicedo replacement, and now look set to get fatty. I mean, what what a window they've had in a net spend and everything like that. Like you mentioned as well, West Ham, all eyes are on Andre, or do they spend that little bit more that they've got to and do a, a little masterpiece at the end? And like you said, maybe the unheralded award of the window, if they do get this done, Brentford, have pretty much agreed a deal with PSV for Bakayoko, the winger. They're talking around €40 million. Now, like you said, exciting kid, one that we've been linked with. I do think if Brentford get that low-key, maybe up there in the signing of the window competition for me, but what a move that would be. And listen, there's going to be stuff breaks on the last day, Trev, but the Premier League will go right to the end.
2: Uh, We flagged up some of the ones that are known as you say there's possibly a couple of surprises that we haven't even thought of or that are getting done quietly so when we come back to you guys we're going to record what do we say dave about nine o'clock on saturday morning is that what we said we do
3: yeah that's works
2: About, yeah. So it'll be a breakfast special, um, on Saturday when the, 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 you know, all the bits and bobs have been done. There might be one or two of those hanging around. You know, what what do you call those ones, Dave? The ones that run overnight. What are those transfers called again?
3: Oh, a cheeky deal sheet, Chef. We
2: love a cheeky deal sheet, don't we? A cheeky deal. There might be one or two of those flapping about, but we will probably have the goods on everything that has been done. And we'll be back with you then. But we do have a quick wrap up to do because we want to have a quick look at Europe and finish with Saudi, which has been our pattern. Um. The two clubs in Europe that have given us the most crack this year have been PSG and Bayern because Bayern have been, you know, central to an awful lot of deals just for themselves and for other people. They've been sort of a linchpin club there because of the amount of talent that they have and the amount of money that they have and the attractiveness of them as a destination. Um, but start with PSG and tell us what's start, what's happening there before going on to the Germans. And then we'll finish with a Saudi rap.
3: Yeah, it's never dull at PSG, isn't it? So, Randall Colobuani is in Paris, publicly come out and said he wants to join them from Frankfurt, you know, pretty much, in essence, avoiding training, so everyone's expecting that to happen. They tried to put the young PSG forward, ekitike in the deal, but Frankfurt not really having any of it, and have told them, you know, it's 100 million euros, cough up if you want a young French superstar type of thing. Everyone expects that to happen, but It's not like PSG can play the pauper, is it, Trev? Come on. So we all expect it to happen, but let's see. And literally, Trev, it popped up about one minute ago as a little announcement on my sort of notifications. They have confirmed Bradley Barcola from Lyon. So in a deal somewhere around 50 million euros. So that is another French young forward through the door. And there's probably an expectation of one to come. And... We'll come to the end section as well. A high-profile name, maybe not for them, set to depart Saudi-wise as well.
2: Yes. (laughs) So, two Liverpool players linked with a move to the Saudi League. Um, But that's not all. There's also a former Red linked with an interesting move to join a colleague in the Saudi League. And other names like Luis Felipe and Carrasco Let's finish our show with our Saudi wrap-up then.
3: Yeah, absolutely crazy. So we know all the rumours about Gomez, even Canate was this week, wasn't he, aside from the the Salah. So basically any Liverpool player you fancy, apart from Nat Phillips, they've been linked with. Like you said, Luis Felipe, the big move. Even four nows at West Ham, their midfielder, that he's apparently been sounded out. Doesn't look like it's happening, but they're looking at the option that way. Carrasco, a big name in Europe, obviously Atletico Madrid, they've looked at a few of their players, haven't they, where it kind of didn't work with Rodrigo de Paul last time, so it'll be interesting to see if this one does get done, the expectation that it is. And then Stevie is looking at putting the band back together, isn't he? So, having got Hendo <laughs> and him, Y Naldon he's not wanted by PSG, he is wanted by Stevie, he is wanted by Al Etivak, so there is the expectation, even if, because we know they've got a bit of time, so it doesn't have to be tomorrow, but the expectation is, Trev, Genie is heading to Saudi as well.
2: You know what? I, I i have such great time for that, man. If it makes him smile and he gets to do some nice pictures of his G-Wagon, floating around and him and his family uh and it's a good move for him and he has a bit of fun i hope it happens um and for the sake of himself and hendo two lads who i'll always have an affection for because they're ex-reds who did great things for us um i'd be I, i'd be quite happy for the fella to go and join the party out there if that is what he wants to do before we wrap up completely um do you do you have the feel I'd very much get the, the impression you do. Do you have the feel that that, that, that Birch is it? Are you inclined to lean into the Jimmy Pierce angle here, which can often be a briefing if we're being perfectly honest? Uh, poor old Vinny, what's his name at Sky, is usually unemployed massively hanging around an empty stadium with the lights off on the last day. Do you get the feel that's it now that we've, you know, we've got the, the body in that or wanted? Um, a player who has the potential to be moulded and that we're just going to wing it now in terms of um, the defensive cover that most people seem to think is needed, um, the defensive midfield specialist that almost everyone, including the club it seems, thought was needed.
3: I would love to be able to say I felt even in my gut there's a real option, but I just don't see it. And I know we've talked about this, Trev, but I honestly have the belief that Jurgen Klopp is a lot more confident in his defensive options, whatever they may be, than we are as fans. So I would love to see an Endo-style name for a decent defender break from nowhere. Nothing would give me more joy if that gets done, but I don't give it a strong chance whatsoever.
2: Well, whatever the chance of it is, you and I will be back With the people. This is very much a bonus show because we know you folks like content and nobody, most people like talking about and hearing about transfers. So we wanted to update you on the back of the Birch thing. And it's not like there's not lots of other stuff to be talking about. There'll be stuff plus that to talk about on Saturday morning when we do our final wrap up. That'll be a more contemplative show where we can look back over things and, uh, and just get a final picture of what it looks like the business of every club has been. But hopefully like Dave says, there'll be at least one eyebrow raising smile-inducing thing as well. Let's leave it at that. We'll wrap it up just under the 45 minutes for this show. We'll be back with you on Saturday. But as ever, last word to you, Dave. Really enjoyed doing it uh, this summer. I really enjoyed the season of it. We're not quite finished. We'll probably do one after the final one as a kind of a, a reflection one with some of our colleagues, an assessment one. But pretty much, unless there's some madness from from Saudi, we're coming to the end of this run. It has been fun. Yeah,
3: it has. It has been fun. I can't lie. i really enjoyed it and obviously kept the best of everything. If if there is anything I could sort of say before on the penultimate one is, Whatever you think about the business, Reds, whether you disagree or agree with your cohorts or your fellow fans, when that window closes, that's it. And we focus on the football and we get behind the Reds. Simple as
2: that. 100%. And that's what we all try to do at this show. It's not divisive. The idea is here's what's happening. Here's what people are saying could happen. Here's what we'd like. And then, as you say, when the squad's finalized, we're behind those guys 100%. Um I don't see any other way of being, and that's what me and Dave have tried to do. So we will be back with you for the wrap-up on Saturday. Thanks to Dave Davis. Great amounts of information, as always. I've been Trevor Downey. This is The Transfer Show. And like I said, early Saturday morning for the wrap-up. Be there or be square.
1: We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically.